Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. All right, thanks for listening to today's episode of Impact Boom. My name is Michael Keller, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Olivia Kesser and Thomas Querson. Thomas is a co-founder and the current CEO at Atlas. Prior to founding Atlas, with Olivia here, he founded a custom clothing company called Everbee and sat and still sits on the board of director for Four Wings Foundation. Thomas also has volunteered with a number of organizations like the Clinton Global Initiative and Free the Children. Olivier is also a co-founder at Atlas and has lived in places like Switzerland and Cambodia doing incredible work. He was instrumental in building up the corporate social responsibility program at the Swiss RE Group and championed the development of a learning center in Cambodia. Each of them both have master's degrees in social entrepreneurship from the whole International Business School. So on today's podcast, we're going to discuss Thomas and Olivier's broad insights into running and social entrepreneurship. We'll get their thoughts and perspectives on social enterprise opportunities, and we'll learn a little bit more about their stories and how you guys came to San Francisco. So Olivier and Thomas, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. This is awesome. Absolutely. So could you please share uh, with our listeners what Atlas is and what inspired you to create such an amazing company? Yes, with pleasure. So um, I was running the 20 kilometers of Brussels, I think three or four years ago. And I was really inspired by the vibe of runners, you know, uh, wanting to surpass their limits, uh, being in a very like solidarity kind of vibe, you know, wanting to be there for the community. A lot of people at the race were running for nonprofits. Uh, and I really liked that vibe and I was thinking, how can we make this last for more than a day? Mm. And so that was a little bit of the beginning of how can we create a platform that has this positivity, this inspiration, but on an everyday basis. And so that was the beginning of uh, the idea of creating a, a social media of, uh, of sweaty change makers, how we call it, mm-hmm. uh, a social media where anyone can, can participate uh, run for a nonprofit and get inspired by uh, other um, other sports people. That's amazing. So, could you tell us a little bit about your backgrounds, like leading up to Atlas, and what inspired you to actually dive into entrepreneurship itself? Yeah. So, so my background, as you said, I was uh, mostly involved uh, in in a corporate life back in Switzerland, working for for Swiss Re for like eleven years or so and just got to a point when I was 28 where I was thinking if I should stay with this company forever. I really had a great job. I was working for uh, the Swiss Re Foundation, which I was a part of building up, which is also very nice. And everything was actually pretty perfect, but I just had this um, this feeling that I need to see something else. Mm-hmm. I also was in Cambodia on a civilian service mission, like appointed by the Swiss go- government, so to speak, which also changed my view a lot. And so I decided that I wanted to go to to San Francisco and study social entrepreneurship and and get a break from corporate life. And then um, was very fond of Thomas's idea. Saw both um, the the potential of of the idea um, for for companies because of my CSR background and the need for companies to make 
their CSR programs more inclusive and visible and, and engaging. As well as, as as I really liked the team and, and the people from the very beginning and, and the idea of, of running for a cause and, and moving for a cause. So we decided to go all in, um, I mean, already kind of during the year, but but for me, the decision came through the uh, throughout the end of, of the program where I was like, I want to do this. And, and so we, we started the adventure. <laughs> and one of the important parts that Ollie brings is really that so I bring, I came here to San Francisco with like this little naive vision of like let's make let's make this cool platform. Uh, Ollie definitely brought a kind of how do we cre- create a business model here, and I think that's crucial if you want to make a, a real impact in the world is also to have a sustainable company that can that can push that impact forward. So that's an important aspect that definitely Ollie brought. And someone who's also not here that uh, we have to mention, of course, is Magali. Um, Magali, who's also part of the program and who's uh, who's definitely. Uh, one of the, the pillars of, uh, of the company. Yeah, so at the moment we're the three of us, the three co-founders who went to school together. Then we have our CTO, Seo, which um, joined us um, almost a year ago now. Yeah. I think about a year ago now. Yeah. And uh, during last year, we also got Ravali on board, which is a junior engineer. And then we have Stephanie now, who is doing business development in Belgium. Mm-hmm. We have Joseph, who is uh, one of our engineers who is sitting in Kenya. So it's a very diverse and fun group of people. And we're, we're growing in a, in a good pace. That's amazing. So you guys have a growing and diverse team. You know, you're you're branching into all these different nations on different continents, but you're so small. So how is that for you guys actually trying to expand into the new countries when you're a team of seven or eight people? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I think. Would you want to jump on this? I think one of the things is is uh, we don't really see the we, we we came here to San Francisco really to launch this because we thought we were going to meet people that would inspire us. We we definitely meet you know meet all of us and and I think a lot of people in this city, everybody that's living here really wants to live here, right? There's there, everybody's doing something, everybody's working hard. So this is a city that allowed us really to grow and have that vision of let's be everywhere, right? Kind of vibe. And I think this is really a specific aspect of the city. Now, you know, being and, and running challenges and having clients in Europe, for example, that's just, it's early calls, right? It's like uh, waking up early and having and branching out also in, 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 in different countries. Um, but as, you know, software allows you to be really in a lot of different places mm-hmm. and managing challenges in, in, I think we're now in like, we have challenges partners in like 12 different countries. Um, and some of the countries were, were not present, you know, physically. We don't have a headquarters or mm-hmm. employees there, but we can still manage the uh, challenges there. Yeah, and I think that's the most important part about the question is to keep focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it made a lot of sense that we were focusing on the markets where we already had quite a good network, which is for me Switzerland and for Thomas is Belgium. Mm-hmm. And last year, since we launched the app now a year ago, it was really about finding a product market fit, proving early revenue, and and that was possible because of these networks in these countries um, and and also through that we we got got to to clients obviously that that we have not known before and and that's also I mean that's it's kind of an exciting an exciting journey but but it, it really is like an interesting balance between having a very clear focus but then also if you see an opportunity somewhere you have to you have to seize it and Doing it in a, in a way that makes sense, right? Um, also from a long long term perspective, and and yeah, having this this vision is I think is very crucial in 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 scaling and controlled scaling. It doesn't make sense just to start something in a in a country where you don't have like 
uh, a long-term strategy. And what Tommy mm, said, we can we can definitely do things in other country remotely, which is just just a cool feat of being in like in a mobile app scene and 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 working with these companies and being able to to really um, show them how it works and guide them through the whole process pretty easily from here from San Francisco. Yeah. That's amazing. So a little bit diving into your own personal stories and your own visions about what it means to be a social entrepreneur. So Thomas, you were a CEO or you were a co-founder at another startup. You know, Ali, you were working in CSR in like a more of a corporate space for yes. quite a long time. So for both of you now, you've, you've dove into the startup space. You're working at a B Corp. You're doing social enterprise. What have been some of the biggest challenges for you in kind of maintaining your own sense of drive and purpose in becoming social entrepreneurs when it'd be a lot easier possibly to go work for a purely for-profit company or a company that isn't so focused on social impact? I don't think it would, I don't know if it would be easier. I think we would, maybe would make more money. (laughs) Easy to to pay the rent maybe. Sure. Um, But uh, I mean, for me, I think, and this is really the core of our, our team. This is the important part of like, who we want to work with, who we are as founders, and who we hire is our values. And I think we share these values in, you know, what we want to build and in the way we want to do business as well. And this is representative in our team, being very diverse. I think nobody's from the same country in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think that in the way that I think is easier is when you're working, you know, at two, three a.m. and you're 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 looking at the users or you're understanding what you're doing. I think if I would work for something that I didn't feel brought value to the to the world or to like to someone's life or whatever or to the environment, mm. um, I would go to sleep, right? And and here I'm 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 still awake. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing. It's uh, it's just motivating. It's motivating for everyone. I think it's a competitive advantage when we hire a talent as well. I think some people of our team definitely you know they work here and get maybe a little less salary because um, because of the vision and what they believe in and they believe that we're going to grow this into a company. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense for them as well. I think that's really, I really think it's a competitive advantage in today's world. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it goes a little bit in the same direction, right? Like the challenge of being a social entrepreneur, obviously it's already very hard to start a company and have a successful startup if you don't have a social mission. But but that's exactly the point, right? Like I think we are at the stage now uh, where, um, where public perception is changing a lot. Millennials don't want to work for companies anymore that don't stand for doing something good in the world. Um, People are way more, um, I would say, way more empathetic about stuff that's going on around themselves. Like social media has brought a lot of also visibility to to certain problems that Mm -hmm. were just not on the surface. And now we do understand that a little bit better. And, and that's exactly what Tom said, what, what the challenge is for us when you think of like, is it really a challenge to, to balancing impact and um, the goals of being um, economically sustainable? Um, I believe for Atlas, is it, 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 it's not. We have a very clear impact model and we figured out just as soon as we leave that vision of the impact, um, our our like clients our clients are are not as happy with us as before right like our our users. our users and our clients are only happy if we stick to that um that impact model we are offering for them and that mm-hmm. story we can tell through the app and that's the impactful story of 
raising funds for for worthy causes and raise awareness and engagement around these causes and really create that community feeling because in the end of the day that's a big big selling point to our clients yeah. so so as tommy said for us our impact is our our competitive advantage and mm -hmm. and and therefore not not a, a challenge in, in 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 a way that we have to um how you say that that, that we have to um, trade off against yeah, yeah. exactly I think it's, it goes hand in hand like yeah. like we're super aware of the impact that we want to build but we're also super aware that we need to make money and that we need to you know create ROI for our, for our investment investors and things like that like we're it's but we believe it's something that goes hand in hand and it's not like one or or the other yeah. and then something to add also it's about finding your people in the team and the people you want to hire and also in the investors I don't want to talk too much about the investors but like it's about also finding people who believe in what you do and and the right people you know being in San Francisco I've pitched to a lot of different investors and and you know some of them are only going to talk about the return they want to make and 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 when you say like I'm in social impact they'll be like oh you know like, <laughs> shit I'm not mm -hmm. gonna make money here and and we just want to prove by this model that uh, we can create we can create a sustainable business that that will scale uh, while having an impact and staying true to it. Mm. You know, I think Peter Peter Thiel and some other um, famous investors talk a lot about like unfair advantages, and mm. it seems like one of your core advantages you're saying is around the social enterprise space and the fact that you do contribute social impact and positive social change to the world. Um, I would also contest that one of your other core um, drivers for like success is your team. Your team seems so diverse in terms of the countries that they come from, in terms of the viewpoints that they represent. Um, have you found um, that that has been valuable for you because social enterprise really crosses borders? Yeah, I love that. That's true. Um, and that is exactly true in any decision that we take. In, in the product, for example, uh, Joseph's from is from Kenya, Stephanie's from Belgium, uh, Seo's from over here, uh, Ravali's from India, and everybody runs, right? This is the most accessible sport in the world, right? And so everybody runs and, and, and can relate to it. And so, and, and when you can bring that knowledge, if you had only people that look the same and have had these same ideas, you wouldn't create something that would work for a lot of people. You wouldn't create something really innovative. But if you have someone that says like, oh, in our country, we do it this way. In ours, we do it this way. And it brings so many ideas and, and creativity to the to the company. Yeah, 100%. I think it's that's interesting. Our, it's interesting. It's super interesting. And it's mm -hmm. I think it's yeah. our first impact, I'd say, is really the team, right? Like mm -hmm. we have on Sunday, Joseph is coming uh, from Kenya and he's I don't think he's never left Kenya actually. I'm sure he's never been to the US. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if he's never been to Ken out of Kenya, but like like you organize a party because he's going out of you know, and that's mm -hmm. like that's that's awesome. Like Amazing. we'll yeah. be all there at the airport and meeting mm -hmm. him and that's the that's where it starts. I think that's the number one impact you can have is within your team and and, and how you create a kind of culture and vibe where people feel feel empowered by the company. Mm -hmm. That that's actually something I'm curious about. You know, as like the CEO and like the person who runs operations here at Atlas, um, when you're deciding to bring somebody onto your team as social entrepreneurs, what kind of characteristics do you look for? Like, what are the characteristics of a social entrepreneur that you find very valuable? It's mm. <laughs> a good question. Uh. <laughs> Um, I think I wrote this in one of the pitches. I'd say one of the things we look for is for people to be to be driven and ambitious is an important part. So we only hire people that see themselves, you know, grow into a higher position in Atlas or have an ambition and who are excited and really, you know, making something because those are also the hard workers. Mm -hmm. So that's an important part. A second important part is respect and, and being kind. Uh, one of the things I try to see sometimes 
uh, is like going to a restaurant with someone and seeing how they would treat a waiter, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you're like, you know, condescending towards someone who, who would be like helping you out or something, and you can really see that often. So we often meet mm -hmm. uh, in a bar and in a, in a restaurant and see a little bit how people react to that. Um, the drive, the the I think that kindness and uh, the ambition. I think it's for? also diversity, right? Like one of the things that's that's very important is that it's not always we're always very respect respectful to yeah. each other. But as an example, Tommy and I, we have very different ideas sometimes when it comes to design, and we have <laughs> arguments, right? And we can have these arguments, mm -hmm. and that's part of being a startup, right? If we would just look for people who say yes to everything we do because we're all nice to each other and we're like friends mm -hmm. that wouldn't work as yeah. well and i think that's also very important to mention right like strength and diversity goes also in a way where character. you where you character where you work with people who have different ideas and and you respect them and i think that's why i like what what tommy said right like there are certain things you look in in a person like a good character and and yeah like being humble i mm -hmm. think is one of yeah, the things yeah. i admire most in people um, that that you don't have to brag about stuff you did or, or, or like just just a few like basic basic um, listeners also yeah mm. just a few like <laughs> just a few basic basic treats you kind of look look for in a person but then also people who want to challenge you and 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 yeah. who want to speak up to you and and where you can have a heated argument about something but mm -hmm. then when the argument is is over you're like back to normal yeah my favorite saying is uh it's not about who's right it's about what's right mm. you know when you're in an argument yeah. and if it's about saying oh what i think is this and so blah 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 right and more about like so what's best for atlas right everybody's mm. working for atlas nobody's working for for the ceo or the founder mm -hmm. or whatever you know we're working for for something that we believe in that we want to create uh, together, I think. And we're diverse, and sh like, Tommy <laughs> and I are definitely. Tommy and I, we, we, yeah. we are. We are. <laughs> but that's what brings good good designs or good things come out of it, because we, yeah, we, we're, we we're want, like, you know, and we're mm, passionate about it. It yeah. would suck if, like, you know, I don't know, if he would come up with something and we'd be like, okay, yeah, we don't care, right? If we're like, no, we need to do it this way, and then it gets, that's how it gets exciting. And we also look for people who are original. We look for people who, like, we ask about their background, and, like, if they started a kombucha business, for example, when yeah. they were younger, they were like, oh, why'd you do that? Or if they like just randomly, like Ollie, like we all did, right? We just randomly stopped our job and went to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, why did you take that decision? You know, people who don't take things the way they are. I see. I think that's a cool aspect. You're looking for people who aren't quite linear thinkers, who are passionate and you know empathetic. And people who download Google Chrome, you know. <laughs> <laughs> people who are not okay with just keeping the Safari browser and being like, I want something better. Right? Not Firefox. <laughs> I don't trust anymore. Firefox. No. <laughs> yeah. That's super awesome. So you know, you guys were saying that you came to San Francisco to be inspired, to be around amazing people, to uh, find people who were thought leaders in the space, both in like business and entrepreneurship, but also in the social sector. So have you guys come across any stories or any people that have really been inspiring for you since you came to San Francisco? And how has that influenced the way that you run Alice? Yeah. Every day. Uh -huh. Every day you find someone in the city who inspires you. Mm. Yeah. Like it really is a place where you can go like to an event that's just world class every single day. Mm -hmm. I don't do it enough, I believe. Um, and 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 definitely there's there's tons of people here who are who are, who are like impressive and have achieved like amazing feats and 
also who have like you know kept the doors open and again for me it's humble being humble like as an example one one thing I can like one guy I'm a very big fan of is is a guy who uh, has has a, a company that 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 develops apps very very successfully um, for nonprofits and everything and Was when we exactly? started yeah exactly when we started uh, Atlas. Um, we didn't have a, a technical co-founder, right? So it was a little bit of like <laughs> everyone told us, "Don't go with the contractor," blah blah blah, and and uh, and and we had to, you know, just listen around and and see what's what's out there. So I wrote this company, who is, is yeah quite successful, uh, an email to the contact email, and and I got a, a message back, and and the guy who wrote me back was like, "Hey, yeah, this sounds cool. This is an am- amazing idea. I would love to help you guys and everything." and um, um, yeah, just I wrote a little bit back and forth with him before I realized that he's the CEO and the founder of the company who is actually working the this you know contact email address. <laughs> and in this his is also Zach, yeah, that's it's, it's exactly from, from uh, the company is called Exigy and and that just impressed me so much. Also in his like in his email signature, it was nowhere like I'm the founder and the CEO. I'm just like a guy who who wants to help you and. And that's something you really find a lot in San Francisco. Mm. That, yeah, he, we, we went by. He told us what he thinks and everything. And 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 you know how these these little little things impact your business. Okay. Mm-hmm. These people are not even aware. I mean, I don't. No, know. they know it. I think that's why they do it. But yeah, but and you just, don't forget that. Like the guy who's just handing you a hand. You know, like in the beginning, we just had a Facebook page, and and we were like, hey, we want to do this thing. You know, like. And people want to help, and some people, you know, everybody has a busy mm-hmm. agenda, right? I think everybody, yeah. and, and 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 they're like, hey, let's drop, let's get get coffee and let's talk, and mm-hmm. they just want to help, and I think that's yeah. definitely from this city is a big is an important, you know, big part of it. You're also a good example of someone exactly, who, like, yeah. you know, like hey, yeah. you have your job at Salesforce, mm-hmm. and you're like, impact is a passion of myself. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna help these guys out. I'm gonna do this this blog and this podcast. It's like, yeah, that's what you find here. Yeah. So one other question that I have is um, next steps for Atlas. Like, we're, I know that you're trying to expand mm. into new countries. You're trying to build out your product team and your vision and your roadmap. But what's next for Atlas? Mm. Yeah. Well, the one the one thing is, I mean, we're raising money now to to, to grow as well. Mm. Uh, so that's one of the next steps. <laughs> um, we're gonna have our investors here next week. For, yeah, that's cool. For an annual gathering, we usually get them here once a year for three very intensive days, talking about what happened last year, mm-hmm. what are our challenges, what are our like fears, what are our hopes, what are our, our opportunities. That's gonna which, be interesting. Gonna we have people. Cool. We have one person flying from from Thailand, some people from Belgium, like Switzerland. From, yeah. one from Switzerland, new investor. Um, so, but that's the short term next steps. I guess you want the long term next steps. We wanna we wanna be a sustainable company pretty fast as well. We wanna we wanna build something that's 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 working in terms of creating that revenue. So we're we're focused on that um, right now. And then in the next steps is is continuing to grow the team and 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 continue to develop this. We wanna be you know, the fitness app for good, that when you think about Atlas, where, uh, you know, you think about uh, a fitness app for good, the place where people, you know, like I said earlier, the community of sweaty change makers, you can walk, run, bike, ski, skate, dance, you know, whatever for a cause, mm-hmm. um, and connect people from a lot of different countries. We're, we're launching in, in, in Congo this summer, we're launching in Ecuador, I think in June. We want to have, um, we want to link a lot of countries. So, 
and, and be the social media where people, you know, maybe they're, you're doing, we're working with Back on My Feet here in San Francisco and they tackle homelessness here uh, through running and there's a company in Belgium called Les Gazelles de Bruxelles, I think that's their name. They're doing something similar, right? And it's connecting the, these ideas, right? Have someone from Belgium being like, hey, we're doing it this way, you know, and, and really have this, this, this social media actually for, for impact on a, on a really global stage where people can understand what's happening in the different countries uh, on a nonprofit side and it can actively engage, can talk about it, can, can you know, the storytelling is a big part of the app as well. Uh, and then actively engage and not only just like and share the post, but like I'm gonna go run for it and then maybe I'm gonna donate as well. Maybe I'm gonna volunteer if this is something local. Mm -hmm. And so really encompassing that whole, that whole aspect in fitness for good. That's amazing. You know, Back on My Feet is an amazing organization. I, I run with Back on My Feet, actually. No way. Yeah, I, was, I was talking to Magali about that. Um, they, <laughs> and, you know, they have 11 chapters around the country, so it, yeah. it's a really nice... more than that, even. Is it, is it more than 11? Yeah, now? they're... Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. They, they, they have quite a few. They, they have a few dozen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's a really nice end to expand around the United States, and they have such a great purpose. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. we yeah. love them. They're a big supporter of us. I think they, I think three challenges they helped us a lot in the beginning. Um, they believed in us, in our team, and we're very, very grateful for that for mm -hmm. sure and yeah, uh, yeah we, we love how they how they work here and and kind of reflect exactly you know the local engagement we want to push through the app as well what Tommy said they're an amazing organization yeah. Yeah. coming back to the long-term vision this is exactly what what it is about right it's about the win-win-win that sounds a little cheesy right sounds like mm -hmm. a corporate kind of a slide you would put with the win-win-win situation oh, yeah, but but we really <laughs> yeah we really want to embrace that and and find and and find a solution that that helps our non-profit partners that helps our runners and uh, users not only runners now with biking and, and hiking um and and the corporations as well that and we believe in that and and that's where we see the value and and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the long-term vision to yeah. make everyone happy <laughs> I love it. Slap it on a sticker, put it on the board. <laughs> Make everyone happy. I love it. People you know, pleaser. last question is just kind of a fun question. It doesn't yeah. really relate to Atlas, but do you have any books that you recommend for our listeners? I'd say um, one book I read, read I'm, I'm reading now, How to Influence People, and what's that, the name of the book? Oh, how to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, How to Win Friends and Influence, which is, I think, a terrible name. When you're reading that in the plane and people are looking at you, you're like, yeah, it looks like... <laughs> but it's, it's really, I think it's a really good book by Dale Carnegie. Um, I'd say also reread uh, Le Petit Prince. I'd say that's the one that I would suggest. I really like Le Petit Prince. I don't know if you know this, how, to, how do you say it in English? The Small Prince. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a story about... Um, this little prince who comes on on on, on earth and, and and he questions a lot of things in a very like childish way and i think it really brings you back to i think that's one of the big traits of an entrepreneur is to be a child right a child is curious a child is positive a child is not afraid of what other people are going to think about him he just does shit, right mm -hmm. and this book le petit prince is brings you back to that and like questioning things and like what do i truly love and what am i truly doing in a very childish way and i think uh, I think it's a really good book for an adult to read, and, and uh, yeah, that's the one I would recommend. Yeah. And I also read I read just a lot of like newspaper stuff. Mm. Like I'm just very much interested in politics. We didn't talk about politics. That's good. <laughs> that's <laughs> I tried cool. to steer clear of that. Don't <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> we can talk about that off the record. But another awesome book um, for both of you and for all the listeners uh, that I really recommend, uh, if we're talking self-help, is *The Power of Habit* by Charles Duhigg. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about how life is really segmented into the habits that we form in our day-to-day routines. Mm-hmm. And about how by changing keystone habits, there's like these small influencers, like waking up at 5.30 in the morning to go for a run, for example, how it can really change the rest of your life and your mindset and your vision about how you live your life. So I really recommend that. But for all of our listeners, we appreciate you for listening today. We're going to hop off now. But Thomas and Olivia, thank you so much for chatting with us. And we really appreciate you sharing your vision. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. Of course. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.